This podcast is rated double M for mature monkeys. So if you're a little chimpanzee, I'd double check with Mama Mandrill before listening to the rest of this delicious banana of a podcast. I'm, I am now recording. I am now recording My voice well. is being transmitted into the microphone. Is it a saw wave or a sine wave? Recording it's a cum are... wave. Oh shit! It's a stinky old fat cum wave. Can we get? Can we get? Can we get a big a a big gay cat right. on three? All right. To to Matt sync up. One two three. Big, big gay, gay cat. cat. Big gay cat. Big gay cat. Big gay cat. Big gay cat. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Do it like this. It's like sorry. So it goes. Big gay cat. Big gay cat. Big gay cat. Cat. Big gay big cat. Gay cat. <laughs> right, one of those will work. <laughs> Hopefully, I pray. It's midnight on Saturday, and you're flipping through channels on your television. You end up what seems to be TV static, but you can hear voices. You've ended up on a secret channel. One not meant to be heard by normal ears, or to be seen by normal eyes. Now this is exactly what you heard. Hello, uh, wonderful listeners. This is Mark for the ever so wonderful Saturday Morning Monkeys podcast. I'm joined here today by my goddamn gorgeous two guests, one of which is fucking gorging himself on the black bean juice. Stop slurping! Introduce yourselves, please. Hi, I'm Grizzly Station. Hi, I'm Cronando. I'm a Make-A-Wish kid. This is my last wish. Yeah, uh, we were got. Cronando's uh, family recently <laughs> got in contact with us to uh, fulfill his last wish, which for some reason he managed to find yeah. Bear's YouTube channel and really wanted to meet the I, big I, ugly I, I boy. I in the search bar, uh, big stinky doo-doo. He sent me a. <laughs> he sent me a really aggressive email too. That that was an honestly. I swear that that was the Make a Wish Foundation. I swear. It was it was very sexual too. I can't believe some of the things they said to you, dude. They were really forward in what they wanted to suggest. Anyways, what what are we talking about today, guys? What's uh, what are we talking we're, about? We're we're talking about uh over uh over over the wall of garden, olive garden. Over the Hedge, guys. Today we're talking about Over the Hedge. A Wait a second. Early two thousands movie. Wait a CGI second. Oh, I'm gonna scream uh, my cancer out. The great cast of lovable furry boys. I mean, the turtle's hot, but that's a that's that's besides the point. Listen, we're supposed to be talking <laughs> over the uh, Olive Garden, okay? Over the Olive Garden, unlimited breadsticks, the cheesiest, most succulent mm, that you ever want. Oh. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reel us back into <laughs> into the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So, have any of you guys seen this cartoon before? We did. We picked the topic. Oh yeah, of course. I've seen it like twice, but supposedly we we're supposed to schedule this way before, and that's the only time I rewatched it, like for like the third time. And now I I'll, <laughs> all I have is my notes to to guide me, and not my memory. Oh, it's okay. I, I, I think we'll do just just fine. Mark, what's what? 
We'll we'll shovel up the coal that has been buried beneath new waves in your uh, your brain furnace. Uh, no, for me, this was the first time I've ever seen this series. Although you've recommended it to me multiple multiple times mm-hmm. before now, Bear, and uh, I wish I'd watched it before now because this was fucking <sighs> yeah. great. Okay, cool. Okay, uh, I'm I'm glad you liked it. Really stoked about that. No, nah, I'm just kidding, pussy. Fuck you. It sucked. All right. <laughs> Moving on from that bad non sequitur joke. <laughs> um. Well, so like I have a tradition of every year during the uh, October months, the November months, of just watching this through because I think it really fits that time of year. Pretty. It really does. Oh yeah, it's really comfy. Yeah, it's it's like Super a nice comfy. little warm fire. It's got all those orange colors and slight hints of green. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it reminds me of the the log. Uh, fireplace I had back in my other house where I live with my parents. Uh, just like chilling there in the oh, winter. Yeah. Just like throw a log in, get that crackle, yeah. you know? Stick your hand in there, pull out some some weird trinkets, pull out a rock. Screech. Yeah. Pick out Santa's balls. <laughs> you can oh fucking God. pick out a key that goes to your basement. Uh, oh. Realize that's where your real body's been the entire time. Realize that's where the beast has been hiding. It's like it's like you opened up fucking old boy wanders out. <laughs> Start, starts beating up your family in like a 2d shot <laughs> all right so c- does someone want to give a quick rundown of what over the garden wall is do you want an idiot's rundown or an actual yeah, rundown let, yeah let's 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 have let's try both let's go with the idiots first yeah let's have the Kernando review and then the bear review okay so and then i'll i'll have okay, the so, fucking um, uh wikipedia all right open. so 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 basically uh patrick mihail for uh, for uh, former writer and creative director of a uh, very popular Adventure Time likes to torture children. He loves to torture children, and especially in this show. Um, uh, all right. And basically, these 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 two sweet little baby brothers, one voiced by Elijah Wood, the other by uh, Colin Dean. They uh, they 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 go through several mishaps. In uh, 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 in several uh, oddities, and experience this weird timeless world, and it made me cry. <laughs> At the end, okay, I was gonna say, where are you going I, with this? Yeah, I was pretty, that was pretty on top of it. I'd say, um, dude. <laughs> yeah, I liked, I really liked that description actually of it being like this weird timeless world. That's that that fits very well with, yeah. Uh, the the revelations of the later episodes. Yeah, the last I think two episodes. That was a great phrasing specifically. But um, they blew my mind. Okay, we'll talk cool. about that in a bit. We're not. This is, we're we're gonna definitely have a spoiler warning Wee-oo. for everything when Wee-oo. we cover stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 I'm, have, I'm just, gonna go and make that noise. I'm, I'm gonna make that noise. There's spoilers. You have entered the spoiler zone. Be prepared. Put your pants on and get ready. Okay, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna cut it out. I'm gonna base boost it and like erase it. Ow! So, Bear, what's your take on this series? Fernando pretty much nailed that all on the head, <sighs> the, t- the tip of the fork. Um, it's a, it's about these two kids who, for whatever reason, are traveling through the forest, lost, looking to get back home. And throughout uh, throughout their journey, they encounter different individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, who either help them or hinder them in some way. Um, and the, the main antagonist is this creature called the Beast, who resi- uh, who survives off of souls. Who also oddly resembles a ancient Nordic uh, sort of shaman in a weird way. Uh, yeah, 
Not not Nord. Yeah, Nordic. I, I, is it is it the thinking. black goat? Is that who he's supposed to represent? Uh, I don't remember, but he really does look like a shaman. I don't know what it's supposed to represent. Oh, 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 you know who he looks like? He looks like one of those monsters mm. from The Witcher 3, the, the Leshen. It's like a guy with like big antlers on his head. It's I'm pretty sure that's related to some Slavic folklore. Slavic. I don't know the specifics of right now. with deer? Same region. Yeah. Looking fucking scary. Just because antlers are f- they're like one of the few mammals with like branching <laughs> horns. I well, well, all right, but please, please okay. continue. <laughs> um, Deers beyond that sus shit. Anyways, uh, so for real, for real. There's uh, this is a mini series from Cartoon Network. At, Car- Cartoon Network's first mini series, yes, um, <laughs> uh, created by Patrick McHale, as Fernando mm-hmm. said, and it was released in 2014. Uh, there, there was a pilot before that called Tome of the Unknown, and that was in 2013, but it wasn't really released for public viewing until 2015 on mm-hmm, Cartoon Network's mm-hmm. YouTube, which I just made you guys watch. I don't know if you did, but just say you did for the sake of the I conversation. I only saw like two minutes. It, yeah. God damn it. I was too God, busy listening I, to this sick-ass right, remix, so I'm just gonna, Potatoes I, I'm, and Low Asses. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude i remember discovering that when it like first came out. i was like oh my god which one right. the low asses a, or the potatoes oh, and low asses <laughs> of okay, course okay. let me give let me give a it quick... was there it was there since the dawn of the show let me give a mm. quick but, yes recap okay of what the pilot get this is gotcha. all right go ahead I talk peaked, about the I beep peaked, beep I car i got i got <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. This whole podcast mind. is gonna be a fucking shit show. I mean, for you, for, nah, for whoever it's edits good. It, it's yes. good. Hey guys, just a quick side note. This is Bear. I ended up editing the podcast, and yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Uh, but, um, okay. Honestly, so, though, to, I think this for us, show God, damn will it, be just let me talk of kids dope <laughs> no sugar on that early morning cartoon shit. I no, this is for the the the. The the, the twenty year olds kid. who no watch this is for the intelligent Splatoon twelve year old too? for the the twelve year old that's already drinking coffee and knows everything about life the the one who reads Chaucer that fucking for who that twelve year old I uh, my, oh my god is that I think that's picking up yeah what is that it's <laughs> my Google Home it, it said there's a reminder. Uh, Unplug that bitch. Uh, it's, it's Google, how big my PP? <laughs> okay. Alexa, play Despacito. All right. Anyway, Barry, you want to talk about Tome of the Unknown? All right. That was okay. Tome of the Unknown is was the original name of the series, and it, it was a pilot short um, that Cartoon Network asked Patrick McHale to pitch. Uh, he originally pitched this idea back in 2006, but there was no uh, there's no pilot at the time, so that came around 2013 when he came off the heels of adventure time i believe and he also worked on flapjack too which i'm sure we'll cover at uh, on another episode three years from now coming up soon god knows when if we get if we get to three years and like 150 episodes i'm gonna be so happy that would be impressive Thank you for whoever's listening to this, by the way. If you, if you guys stumbled on onto this. Yo, all my, all my homies yo, who listen to this all- in 2024, <laughs> give me a fat Despacito dab in front of your local Walmart. Yo, anybody who's watching this, 
Type 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 down in the comments melon car, please. <laughs> okay, let's get back on track though. Um, but elaborate on the melon car. So thank you. So actually, I think this is a good point to actually address what we plan to do for shows like this because we will be later on covering whole shows like this miniseries, but we're not planning on watching every single episode of something like SpongeBob. That's like fucking or Simpsons, like fucking multiple seasons. We could. So what's we could. Cover, well, what's our what's our what's our approach to like well, episode per episode? Like how much are we going to be talking about with, the with individual like episode content? SpongeBob with things like SpongeBob, we should do things where it's like the the Steve Hillenburg era, you know, like before the movie and then maybe do the movie because the movie's goddamn gold. But I love the movie's the awesome. The new one or the original one? The first one. Original. The second one isn't <laughs> bad. The second one isn't bad, but we can talk about I like that it later. when they go uh, out of the ocean and turn into 3D JoJo characters. They do. <laughs> I saw that in theaters, by the way. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> it so, was a good uh, we'll, movie, though. Yeah, yeah. It was we'll, we'll talk um, about that. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So what we're going to do is just we're going to cover various aspects, and we'll, we'll be clear on like what parts we're covering or if we didn't watch certain aspects of whatever show we're covering gotcha all right yeah we'll, we'll just be more clear and concise with that kind of stuff we'll be 100 percent. all right uh yeah do you have anything else you want to say about the pilot or do you want to move into the episode i didn't even proper? get to talk about oh, the pilot. Shit, okay yeah. damn <laughs> didn't realize this entire time fucking a okay yeah but for real we've been like 13 <laughs> minutes in now if it said shit yeah i i, yeah. I fucking know that's fine. This is the warm up banter. This we get we get ourselves yeah. going and then we cut out we most to, of it. Yeah, we yeah, yeah we cut out all cut the dumb. I like silence. it though. Listen, listen. This is us fucking showing our personalities to the hundreds of people who may or may not person? listen to this. Getting out into the middle of the street, <laughs> what tearing personalities? off our pants and whipping it out. <laughs> where, where are the personalities? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, go ahead. All right, so. Yeah, Tome of the Unknown. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let, really quick, let me just let, let me lead into that. Oh my god! Back into that. So, Bear, what were you saying about the uh, the pilot episode? Eat my ass. Leave, leave that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why you guys are so mad. Grelo, he was this mad when we were doing the Scott Pilgrim one as well. I was like, I'm thinking about the cotton. Just fucking talk, dude. Okay. So, I, I I lost my fucking train of thought. Actually, you you were Mark, talking about how we pitched it in two thousand six, and then you didn't yeah, have and the then pilot it was yet. and then it was made. The pilot was made. The pilot, it, it it it. There's no certain continuity to the actual miniseries, but it can fit in the narrative pretty easily if you watch it in between watching the miniseries. That's it. It follows that uh, the two brothers and Beatrice the bird, who they meet in the miniseries, uh, on an adventure with John Crops, who's like a little pumpkin boy, and they drive around in his melon car and dance around, and then they get attacked by birds. Melon car. And then and then it's it's all good and then they leave. Alright. Mark, what was your opinion Sweet. on the series? What what stuck out? What stuck out the most? Let's talk about that first. Well, a habit that I wanted to really build going into this uh into this habit of like uh keeping fucking notes. So I did uh episodes i i did notes i did notes as i went through each of the episodes so i think i can go through this and pick out some of the best gems for episode five i literally just have fuck off 
That's all I wrote down. I don't even remember what episode that was or what it was about, but it just says fuck off in my notes. I think it's... I think episode five isn't that the animal? It, yeah, episode five Mad is Mad Love. Oh yeah, no, it's the it's the two people whose houses are oh, so yeah, big. It's, it's, oh, yeah. I like I like that one. Fuck you, Mark. Your opinion is not real. No, I'm just I don't know why I wrote that down. I I came back after like a few days, and that's all that oh, was, was it there. Because they were ghosts the entire time. No, I time? don't know. Did 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 your little baby brain? Or they thought there was. Oh, maybe that was it. Aren't they dead? They oh, but there's like a reveal at the end. If you didn't catch it, they were. They're actually dead, I think. Spoilers. Um. Well, yeah, but that's like a little Easter egg to to their actual results. There wasn't. There's was a the yeah. thief horse. Oh my god, I forgot. Oh yeah, I like that. I, I like that horse guy. Yeah, the horse was dope. He he was a uh, narcoleptic. Uh, oh no, what, what's it? Nar- narcoleptic? No, that's sleep. That's a sleep disorder. No. Uh. Narcolepsy. Is it narcolepsy? Narcolepsy is the sleep oh, disorder. Oh, well, no, I'm thinking, like, he, he liked to steal things. Klepto. Yeah, he was kleptomaniac. a kleptomaniac. There yeah, we go. Yeah, he was a kleptomaniac yeah, yeah, yeah. horse. I'm going to cut out all that fucking in-between so we actually just have that resolving really quickly. Nice try, Mark. I'm the one editing it, bitch. So I'm leaving it all in, fucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I like that episode. I don't know why you would... I don't know. No, I didn't write fuck you. I wrote fuck off. I don't know why. (laughs) Maybe that was to myself (laughs) like later. But anyway, so I have uh, from episode one, I have Elijah Weed. (laughs) Ha ha. I was actually happy to learn that Christopher Lloyd's not dead. Yeah, Yeah. I wanted to talk about I was actually really happy about that. Christopher. 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 Can you put some respect on the man's name? (laughs) Uh, for those of you who don't know who Christopher Lloyd is, you ever watch Back to the Future? Marty, uh-huh. we need to get into the fucking car, Marty. That do anything for you? We need to fucking die. You ever watch Rick and Morty? Huh? Let's not bring. Huh, you little no. fucking cunt. Well, let's not let's not bring no. Rick and Morty into this. I have to censor every time you swear. By the way, but stop bring stop comparing baby cartoons to Rick and Morty. My other note is also just Greg's ass. <laughs> what the Oh, because of the character design? Because okay, his wait. character design, he just has this, like, giant-ass bubble butt. Let's talk about the art style. Okay. Um, the art style has, like, a lot of Victorian elements to it uh, with designs. There was one note I had. Sorry, to go ahead. Uh, with designs and then just, like, the vignettes in the very first episode that foreshadow the topics or the, the people who we meet along the way. And I, I really dug that art style. I think that's what plays into that whole fall, uh, November wintry vibe and and looking back at it like a lot of victorian like 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 late renaissance paintings would go into more like these like these autumn colors it would seem which i really enjoy i love autumn even though it doesn't fucking happen here in the desert you're, you're a desert boy you're a desert yeah desert boy desert boy hashtag desert boy one note i had I, like I, I compared it in one of my notes hashtag desert boy. i compared it in one of my notes very much to like a mark is that his fucking name? Mark Twain uh, esque like fashion sense, like that era of Huckleberry yeah. Finn. Yeah. The uh, I don't know what the small town Americana maybe. Yeah, yeah, Americana is definitely a huge aspect of all of this. In uh, in episode six, I also made a note that says "fucking Jason Funderburger" in like giant capital text. <laughs> when they first when they first mentioned his name. <laughs> that was, uh, the, the, dude. Yeah, but I love the episode "Lullaby in Frogland." 
That's a good episode. No, I, I love it, but just like, I was like, he, where it was like, Jason Funderburger. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm going to make a note about yeah, that. Yeah, Jason Funderburger. That's a, that's a huge point. That's what I, that's that's what I named my firstborn. That's what that's what I'm gonna name my firstborn. He's he's just fucking McLovin, dude. Jason Funderburger Cronando. Yeah, that's that's my actual legal name, by the way. You just fucking doxed me. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> how how will I get my Make a Wish fucking <laughs> wish come true now? <laughs> fuck! I also liked in the uh, in the later episodes. I like with the transition between like reality and then like the over the garden wall like brothers grim style I, I liken that to going from it felt like super bad to brothers grim in a weird way super what just like just like that like teen angst like show like it was like All a teen, teen angst, angst show like from work, dude. yeah but i'm saying like it had that teen angst and then we go straight into like the very fantastical like stuff of it you know yeah they're just they're so f- hyper focused on getting pussy uh, throughout this mini series, that finally, when it happens in the end, they 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 come into their own as individuals. Yeah. Uh, I really did like some of the character beats throughout the series. I think the um in episode four, I believe it is when Wurt's in the tavern and everybody's like singing to him, and they're like, "You're the traveler," yada yada. I feel like ooh the pilgrim, yeah that. Yes, dude. The, yeah. dude, the animation, the, uh, the, the highwayman. Man. That oh, that's fuck. one of my favorite scenes in the entire. It's uh, really good series. Pe- pe- people fucking say, "Oh, dude, fucking cartoons are dead, bro." You fucking watch that scene, like you like shut up, like for real, bro. Like, <laughs> did they did they rotoscope that scene, uh, or was it just it was it was it was, like, it was so fluid. It was hand drawn. Got some sakuga right there. I'm yeah, the I, I was I was looking through on like Tumblr and Twitter like you like a couple of years ago. But I think that song is like it's a character moment in as much yeah. as it is a, a musical piece because they're basically like lifting Wirt up and giving him like a confidence and like bolstering him as just a person. Like as before, we've seen in the first couple episodes, he's not really that confident coming from the situation we find out later in like episode nine. I think that I think that's a good character beat, and then also yeah. it, it also it also plays into um, the episode ringing of the bell because it, it's talking about how he has to find himself a lass, and then he meets that girl who he kind of connects with Lorna, right? Yeah, yeah, with Auntie Whispers. Oh my god, yeah. that fucking, fucking wow. Auntie Whispers. I love that because I I made a <laughs> yo Auntie Whispers. Yeah, for real. Fuck. I I made a note like halfway through the episode that I was like. Oh shit! It's like a tangled situation with with the house and Auntie Whispers and Lorna. Like she's like the evil stepmother, and then ooh, they switched that around on me so good. You, ooh, yeah, you thought? Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, I was just gonna say, like, there's very clear like fairy tale influence, but they don't fucking shove it into your face. I, I, real quick, just since we're since we're on that though, like I just love how she's. They're like they have that connection, him and Lorna, and then she just like pat, like she's like, all right, see you later, and he's like, smell you later. I'm just like, what a fucko? Why would you say that? Why would you say smell you later? <laughs> because it speaks to his character. He's like just a really weird kid, um, and, and you see that again later when he's making the uh, the the bassoon tapes for. Um, Oh, what's her name? Uh, Sarah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they also released also, uh, I didn't, a cassette tape called yeah, For Sarah. And oh, it's, it's just Elijah Wood uh, fucking around oh, with a bassoon. 
and he's like this is for I, you sarah i like that i gotta go listen to that then oh uh, i remember like spe- spe- speaking of the music link the will show, be in the show notes um, link will be in the show notes for that. Let, me, let me do a little research <laughs> let me do a little on-hand research because i can't remember i jack jones my my man jack jones out here since we're since we're probably cutting this part out i have this note i made in episode six so literally goes like this i like iphone i like frogs rule 34 frogs also where the fuck this <laughs> coming in george washington named cherry tree chopping ass frog cops looking ass fly sucking ass bubble smoking looking ass benjamin franken 100s carrying ass frog <laughs> What was your mindset? I don't know dude. when you were writing this. But I, I, I what? <laughs> no, you gotta keep. We're we're keeping that in. We're keeping that in. Okay, I do like how the, there was a running joke with Greg though in his frog. He just called like the most random fucking names whatsoever, like George Washington. E- e- even to the even even to the point of calling uh the frog after his own brood. Oh, yeah, that was. <laughs> well, he did that twice though. He named him after. Uh people he did work and then he did jason funderberger oh yeah at the very end yeah and i i'm sure i'm sure there's like there, there's Word. something in there that it's supposed to mean but i don't know also how fucking scary is it that frog jail exists i don't want to get i don't want to <laughs> drop that soap man dude i don't i don't want to get dropped in frog jail and i get covered in frog mucus uh. like, what were they called Fernando slimies the slimies Watch out for the slimes. Watch out for the I'm a slimy. You know what this this uh, I think was heavily influenced by. Did, did you guys ever read Frog and Toad? Or, of course. Um, Hold on, let I me love look that Frog up. and Toad. Yeah. I love those slimy boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got like a very Frog and Toad vibe to it. Oh yeah, I remember this. I think my mom used to read it to me. It, it's it's a mix of that and then also Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Um, What's that one show? Wind in Wind in the Willows or wind, some yes. shit? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Wind in the Willows, but more updated to a modern audience, I'd say. Yeah, and, and I think that's that that um, the whole modern aspect you see in the last two episodes really helped solidify that and bring it to a a modern time because. I, it's mm-hmm. just these kids adventuring through this, uh, well, the unknown. Is, are, is the adventure actually real, though? Because I feel like he wakes up in the exact same place, the exact same river we see him fall into. And I don't remember seeing him fall into a river from the woods, from the unknown. Like, he's just like, is he just like all in his fucking head? Well, he, here's the thing. Um, do, do you remember the hospital scene when they wake up in the hospital? And Jason Funderburger, the frog, has the uh, the bell. Oh from, shit! You right. I didn't even think Andy about Whispers. that actually. Yeah, man, it, it all really happened. That's but fucked. to the extent of how much that's fucked. Reality they, it is. Do do you think it was told from the standpoint of Greg and not work? Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, I I could I could see that being a thing because that episode. Um, I think it's in the into the unknown episode is that the one when uh greg has that daydream that's very 1930s cartoon-esque uh no that's uh babes in the wood yeah babes in the wood oh babes in the wood yeah so i could definitely see that being the case because dude the only thing that would counteract that is um when wirt's looking for greg and then he encounters beatrice and her family yeah um have either of you guys played diablo 3 
Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, I was gonna. I have a note here where for that episode, the babes in the wood. It's like Greg takes some acid and goes to Whimsyshire. And in Diablo three, there's like a secret unicorn, like happy go lucky land you can go into, where you're just like going through chopping up like unicorns' bodies and like sending skeletons flying over this like pastel countryside. And I was like, it's fucking there i guess all right i'm gonna cut that out <laughs> I, lo- I looked down dude that was so fucking awkward for me to explain quick segue uh music what what, what what's your opinions on the music i like that uh, the music I like that right time piano right! <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i fucking love the music there was actually a period in my life where i spent a good <sighs> month or two just only listening to that entire soundtrack dude. because uh it was just such, it's so, it's so good. I did the same fucking thing with uh with Gravity Falls when I finally finished that. I just listened to that like ending song for like a whole week, cried every day. Yeah. Um with uh with I would I would say one of my favorite moments is when uh the episode 9 into the unknown when uh the song the fight is over is playing and you you were mentioning teen angst like earlier. Mm-hmm. And I was like Damn, where it really is just some fucking horny fourteen year old. Oh, I, oh, when when like right before he's going to the party and he's hanging. Yeah, out he's he's room. like trying to get his costume yeah. together. It got it yeah. had that like really indie hipstery vibe to it, but I think I think that pl- worked for that. That I moment. really thought I I kind of compared it in my mind to the to like the Ramona moment in uh the Scott Pilgrim movie yeah. when he's like hitting his head on the telephone pole, just like that sad mm-hmm. boy hour. Yeah. Also, when they walked up to the ha- the party, I was like, "That's like the song that was playing in the background was like such a banger." I was like, "Are they gonna go into fucking Hotline Miami this whole party?" And just like just to get the tape back. What What is also interesting is that even outside of the quote unquote like the unknown, uh, it still feels really timeless. Like you, it it could be like late 80s or like to 90s or even just some weird suburban place yeah you, you know what i i could definitely see that i mean the only aspect would maybe yeah. be the tape recorder but you still yeah, but see like, that that kind of it's just um, a tape recorder is they use them i think no 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 wait well, exactly I, i'm saying like maybe i go ahead well here let me just um finish this thought I, i'm thinking like work in all like because he again he's like a weird kid he's got different interests he could just be like uh like an audio enthusiast in that sense and that and that's why he'd make where a... is literally just mac demarco yeah man <laughs> where is mac demarco but i i think there was also like sarah at one point in the show she said oh i don't have a tape player well i mean you could make the argument that by the fact that she's not saying she doesn't have a tape recorder means that it's not timeless you could actually logically place it in Present. the centennial span yeah, exactly. There, there doesn't necessarily have to be a reason, but I think that vagueness plays into it a lot. No, yeah, that's fine. I was just being belligerent. Maybe as fuck. she just doesn't. You have fucking a asshole! Recorder. Censor this cunt! <laughs> Censor this fucker! I will. <laughs> I snapped so I could find that in the waveforms <laughs> and censor you. you. Uh, editors, note: You still haven't censored me, fuck boy. Nice try, bitch. Oh, you'll you'll find it. Um. Yeah. 
but yeah so i I think the music is fucking phenomenal yeah yeah bangers like potatoes and molasses potatoes and low asses um (laughs) hey that's that's not canon that never happened (laughs) wait it's in the unknown we all know that there could be there could be a trap club somewhere there (laughs) oh fucking (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe this video has eighteen thousand views Eighteen thousand people have watched this man but anyway i think I think it's one one thing that I really one interaction that actually no all the interactions Word has with Sarah really play into his character because I think it's so obvious that she likes him and like he can't see that whatsoever even though it's like clearly happening in front of his face he's just he's just blind to the fact that it's she cute. likes him it's really cute. And then that part when Jason Funderburger's like, hey, Sarah, we could go to the graveyard and hold hands. Oh, no. (laughs) Notice me, senpai. Notice me. I don't know. Fuck (laughs) Jason Funderburger. I I really like all the interactions between everyone. I feel like the dialogue... Yeah. Really just works. It doesn't doesn't feel forced. Yeah, it doesn't feel ham-fisted. Yeah, even even mm-hmm. in the situations where Wirtz plunged into to the tavern and then put like made to listen to sing uh, to all these people singing, <laughs> like it's still yeah. None of real. none of the transitions into music actually felt really like out of place mm-hmm. either. It was just like oh now we're in a song and it felt totally fine. Yeah, I I think that also is due to the music itself. It, it, the story beats play into the actual music beats. It, it feels like it was um it was all made with with music playing a big part in mind and it makes sense because we're you know he plays the bassoon he records music for people um everyone sings in the show so it's yeah that that totally makes sense one thing i just remembered um did you guys notice that a lot of sarah's dialogue and lorna's dialogue actually matches up somewhat like when lorna's walking away after the end of that episode uh lorna's walking away and she's like, I'll see you again, I hope, or something. And Sarah does that exact same thing when she's leaving to go to the graveyard with uh, Jason Funderburger. She says, I hope I'll see you there, word. Or like, I'll see you there, word. I hope. So they both do that, like, I hope to see you again. I didn't notice that. Line. That's a good catch. Goddamn. Yeah. Ooh, look at you. Look at you looking at things. Saturday morning you. cartoon conspiracy Saturday theory. morning, baby. Ha! <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to create like a stinger we can play anytime we're just screaming. If we need like an easy transition. <laughs> just, ah! It's like, like some quick jazz. <laughs> no, 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 more like some quick jazz chords. And I'm fucking screaming. Uh, fucking, fucking use some bad, bad, not good, dude. Bad, bad, not good. Um, oh, here, here, I have, I have an argument point. I think, uh, though their characters change throughout the series, uh, Wirt is very much a pessimist slash realist, yeah. while Greg is a optimistic nihilist. Agree or disagree? Uh, I, well, the nihilist part. Yeah, uh, g- the give, nihilist. G- give, yeah, give me some defense with that nihilism. Okay, hold on. Let me look at what nihilist means just to make sure I'm using it right. Are you kidding? You're going to have to leave that You're in, mister. Like, no, You're yeah, fucked. No, I'm going to leave that in. No, no, I was right. Uh, it's a person who believes that life is meaning. Okay, maybe not that, actually. Life is meaningless. I guess so. Like, what I, what I meant by that What I meant by that was um, Greg takes nothing seriously, and that's the nihilist part of it. Like, he doesn't really pay attention to any of the oh, consequences no, he's, yeah, of his just actions. a child. 
Yeah, I'm just saying like he's he's Child extremely optimistic. Children don't know what the fuck they're doing. Exactly, and that works though. Yeah, that definitely that works because um, Greg, being the older one, he's gonna have a more like what the fuck is going on kind of view. You also, mean he's got that teen angst? That's why I said. No, you said Greg. Wait. No, you oh, said no, no, Greg. You, you said Greg. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll this back. I'm gonna oh, play it right now. Please, please uh, stop. All right, all right. Stop if, fighting, if, if, please. If I'm please wrong, stop fighting. Put it after this part right here, and then I'll say either this, and you can cut whichever one, but keep this part in. You can say, "Oh, hey, I'm wrong. Oh, hey, I'm fucking right." Uh, editor's note. Yeah, turns out I was, I was wrong. Uh, yeah. Here, I'll play. I'll play the clip right now. Um. Greg being the older one, he's gonna have a more like Yeah, so uh I was I was wrong. I was wrong. I I was wrong. Okay. Alright. Yeah, I keep all that in and then place it correctly. <laughs> Fucking sorry sorry for everybody this is for the person who has the edit this. Anyways, what I meant to say if I said it wrong was that uh that makes sense because uh Greg being the younger one, he's gonna have a more oblivious viewpoint. Wirt being the older one, he's gonna have to take more things seriously for both him and his brother and, but he doesn't quite do that till more towards the end when uh greg is dying getting fucking slumped yeah dude greg like they actually sh- pretty much show greg dying from the cold dude samuel Raimi did such a good job as the beast i think it was really cool to have that juxtaposition too of him singing in the woods meanwhile christopher lloyd's character runs up and he's like oh he's in the woods <laughs> He's singing. <laughs> Marty, what? we gotta go to the woods. Uh, Doc, I, I, gotta, I gotta watch out for my brother, Doc. What are you, Marty? A fucking chicken? Get in the woods. There's an antler man running around. Ah, oh, jeez, Doc. Ah, oh, jeez. Don't call me a chicken. I've gotta generate 1.21 gigawatts of oil for this fucking lantern to save my daughter's life. Uh, <laughs> Yo, get in the damn woods right now, Marty. <laughs> um but yeah samuel ramey killed it dude 100 percent. i think even more back to your point about the singing like i think the moment in the later episodes where the beast is singing as he's like wrapping greg up with these uh with the vines and stuff as he's like getting consumed and by the cold and by the trees and the forest and stuff the the who the fuck is it uh the woodsman like hears this happening and he like kind of begrudgingly like uh, like accepts the call out into like the deep darkness of the woods, and I thought that was like it was yeah. weird because I was like, you, you, I felt really in that moment that that forceful relationship, like the connection the beast has forced upon this woodsman, and it was like, and he's like forcing him every time he sings to like come out of the darkest parts of the forest and like banter with him and like have their dance. Mm-hmm. It was like fucking, I don't know. It made me like equal parts sad and like. Like it's like a little bit of horror in there to that as well. Yeah, I the the horror elements, a plus, a plus shit. And uh, um, oh yeah, uh, actually, yeah, really quickly, this reminds me of a uh, a, sh- a horror short, more in the uh, cosmic. It, it, it's based off of the writings of H.P. Lovecraft, but it's done by a more contemporary author named Laird Baron, and is the short story "The Men from Porlock." And really quick summary, it's it's the same feeling as Over the Garden Wall in the sense like they're out in the woods and, and that sort of vibe, but they it's like all based around a logging camp and they go out to like hunt some food and they experience this like extremely gross, like more horrific version of the beast 
And at the end, there's that same kind of feeling that I got from that moment with the woodsman and the beast where the last two guys are alive and they're having to like have a conversation with this like otherworldly entity and like bargain for their lives and sort of accept the like the slavery like that, like the um like like that idea of give me your firstborn child. Like that kind of like conscription and like contract being made between like this nefarious, like disgusting evil. Like there's that moment in that story and that that reminded me of the the moment with the beast reminded me of that short story. So go check that out. It's a good short story. I'd recommend it. We'll have that in the show notes. We'll have that in the show, baby. But but if there's one compare come comparison I can make with the beast is oh my how fucking uncomfortable it was to have him like suck the oil out of this child but 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 another comparison ah oh, <laughs> i'm tired but um uh, a comparison i can really make is uh the the uncomfortableness i felt between the lich king and the beast yeah there's definitely a sure. similarity yeah there. because yeah because well he worked on both shows but yeah yeah there, oh there's a moment um like this when 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 the lich king is like fall and then like everything goes black there was a very similar moment with the beast uh when when wurt has the lantern for like the first time mm-hmm. and he's and the beast like turns everything black and he's like you want to see real darkness or something like that yeah dude um did you did you ever get a good look at the beast? His uh, I went I went frame by frame, bro. That's I went I went frame scary. by frame with that. You I mean, you you can obviously tell like by 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 the design and the light. That's that's somewhat flapjack uh, fucking inspired in a weird way. I I think it's like yeah. the style. Well, I, I I could be wrong on this. Let me see who Okay, no. So no one no one necessarily from Flapjack uh storyboarded it, but uh, Patrick, yeah, Patrick Mahal. Okay. Jim Campbell, Natasha Allegri um, did the storyboards for the last episode. Interesting. A lot of people from Adventure Time were working on this. Uh, Pendleton Ward did some storyboards yeah. for episode four. Uh, huh. Yeah, but like with, with Cartoon Network, that you, you got to expect a lot of these people have worked on the same shows together, uh, especially since Patrick McHale worked on Flapjack prior to Adventure Time and then this. Shit, I was gonna say, yeah, no, that's Disney uh, XD. Never mind. I was gonna say <laughs> that, if XD, anybody from bro. Gravity Falls worked on worked on this, but I don't think so. Well, uh, it's possible because I think Patrick McHale worked on a bit of Gravity Falls with. Uh, okay, yeah. Honestly, Alex like Hirsch. the two shows really have a very similar vibe, mm, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, de- definitely that eeriness to it. The uh, the the vague horror aspects it, it, it's all very similar and i think that's a more common theme now and i, I think it's going to keep uh becoming a bit more prominent i, I like that style I, I think it's really cool adds some good texture some good uh some good uh riveting aspects just when you least expect it just scares the shit out of you <laughs> yeah i mean again right off the bat the first episode starts off just fucking horrifying with greg walking around outside and then falling into a barrel and then you see the giant wolf fucking coming in with like that 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 sets the tone so well for what you're gonna get out of this series 
Yeah, you really get the sense, like, they make it very apparent that there is this mortal danger to everything in the fucking forest. Like, you see in the later episodes, Wirt, like, almost kills himself just fucking running around. Like, it's so quick how he knocks himself out and then falls into the water and is, like, drowning. Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah. They do a really good job of selling that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what did you guys think about the black turtles and their relevance to the story? The turtles in the bucket? Well, they're they're there around a lot. Like, so the the wolf in the beginning was really just a dog that ate a black turtle. And you can see a few of them in the backgrounds, I think, throughout the series. And then their most prominent part is uh, with anti-whispers. Hmm. Yeah. I actually didn't notice well, that. Well, wait, what do you think? Honestly, I think I think it might have been because I watched the first episode much later um, or much earlier than the rest of them. I think it's I think that's really interesting. I might I want actually go back and rewatch it just to catch all those. But I think aspects like that, like as you said, that vagueness, like implies a much greater like world to the story i think that's a really good aspect to have if you have that where it's like oh what's this mean oh what's that mean you like get a sense of everything Mm -hmm. outside of what's in the frame like i love when that happens and shows do that well i can yeah i agree with that can can we all fucking agree that beatrice is a fucking bitch no she turned around in the end yeah but still she was bitchy for the most part yeah for the beginning and then she learned to love yeah she became not a bitch she learned to fuck (laughs) <laughs> she she's a she's a sexy little bluebird. <laughs> Please leave that in. <laughs> she's uh what do they call it an ethical an ethical slut? Ooh, ethical slut. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. How how did you guys feel about um when when she does have that turnaround to save the the two and just opens the window? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was pretty good. I mean, I think that was definitely a product I, of like the very short episode times. Yeah, of course, because I felt like yeah. Hmm, but I mean, like I, that's kind of uh, when, 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 when I was originally watching it for the first time. Like, didn't really take her that quick just to like be like, oh, you okay? To, bye. To kill her. Uh-huh. Yeah. What was her name again? What was her name? I forgot. Adelaide. Adelaide. Adelaide, Adelaide of the East. Adelaide. Or? Adelaide of the Woods. <laughs> Adelaide, Adelaide of, woods. of the of of. Of the rising sun. The big poos. <laughs> of yeah. the sloppy poos. I mean, I think it worked for comedic value, but yeah. I, 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 there, there, there should have been maybe a little bit more because they hyped Adelaide to be a lot more. And she's like, oh, she's dead yeah. in three minutes. Yeah. Again, it was really funny because they just opened the window. It's like, I'm cold. And then. <laughs> yeah. uh i think in terms of beatrice's character though i'd have to go i have to go jesus christ (laughs) i'd have to go back and watch some of the earlier episodes to really like see if there's any uh like gradient change but i get the feeling that there, there there's at least enough character development prior to the episode with adelaide that it makes sense to me and i i i think it's justifiable the turnaround. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. It, it works for the story point. I just, I feel like there could have been so much more expansion to this universe without oversaturating everything. Yeah, and I, I feel like Adelaide would be one of the first parts they could have expanded more on. I think. Yeah. I think that's 
I think they did as well as they would as they could with like no guarantee of a season two. But I think one thing that it like kind of frustrated me was that aside like once that point happens and you get the realization like, oh, this is why uh Beatrice was kind of being a bitch and like doing all this stuff beforehand, they don't really continue her character after that. She just like changes and then she immediately leaves and we get that whole arc with like the the prequel shit with like Wirt and Greg and like the actual completion of the beast. You don't get much of Beatrice's like like where does she go from there? You don't get much of that aside from when you see her like at the end and then when she shows up to help. She like turns from a character into a plot device. Her her struggle the whole time was not being able to go back to her family because she caused the curse and turned them all into bluebirds. So I think her acceptance and her family's acceptance of her was the uh, character development that it needed. And then luckily in the end, it just so happened to be fixed. Yeah. 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 I get that. So I, I think it works, but they're definitely, it would have benefited from some more episodes and some more expansions on the characters. Yeah. If they'd been lucky enough to get like another 10 episodes like a second season that would have been dope to see yeah well originally uh here's a little fun fact for you well there were supposed to be 18 episodes and then they dropped it to 10 16 you said and a I, few of the episodes i, I felt like 18. that's probably what they did with samurai jack because the ending felt really rushed yeah 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 it did <laughs> it really did um but yeah and some of the episodes were supposed to be two-parters like Episode six, I think. Wait. Ugh. Sorry, I just burped. Yeah, episode six was uh, originally supposed to be a two-part episode. Hmm. I have this note for episode two. I'm, I'm wondering if you guys can help me figure out why I could have written this. I just have hashtag we live in a society. Uh, it's the pumpkin episode. Uh, I think. Oh yeah, cause like you you have to. They were like the idea of they think they were turning trying to turn them into like pumpkins or like eat them or some shit. Oh my god, you can relate this between the liberals and the conservatives. <laughs> 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 oh my god, guys. <laughs> Patrick guys, McHale we are now a smart. We're now a political podcast, Abraham Lincoln's Top Hat, bringing you the greatest in political unbiased news. We believe we're, we're here today to tell you how you can connect the society of pumpkin wearing skeletons to fucking well, well, America. Well, well, you can see Wirt and Greg are uh they 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 are two hardworking black men, and the uh, pumpkins are inner city blacks. <laughs> c- c- oh, clearly. <laughs> all right. We, we can't leave that in. We can't leave that in. We're gonna get all shut right. down. Um, this is the point where I cut. Real quick. <laughs> so, wait, Elijah Wood was in Back to the Future too? Yeah. Wait, he wait what? what? Wait, who was he in Back to the Future 2? Elijah Wood, more like Elijah Good. Elijah Weed. Ha! Gandalf, there's fire below us. There's fire under my toe. Oh yeah, t- Taters and Molasses. Like I, I uh Let's actually talk about that episode since it's one of the best. Yeah, I have I have one. Oh my god, he is. Okay, we'll wait until Bear's done geeking out over Elijah Bighead. He's going squee. I fucking love Elijah Wood, and you can't take I'm that away from me. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying I, don't even think about it. Don't take away my love for Elijah Listen, Wood. You want to f- 
All right, I've got wood Just for that you wood. want to meet the man who owns an anthropomorphized man in a fursuit. He basically lives with a furry. All right, let me give you some trivia facts real quick. In Dante's Inferno, Beatrice is a guide with a blue aura who leads Dante through limbo. In the miniseries, Beatrice the Bluebird leads Wirt and Greg through the unknown. An analog? Yeah, oh, shit, this is actually related. Originally, yeah, actually, um... Uh, the the unknown was originally supposed to be called Limbo, and and the uh, the beast was supposed to be the guide for Wirt and Greg to try and get back to life. The uh, the beast was secretly the kid from the Limbo game. Oh shit! No, no he's he's the spider from the Limbo game, dude. He has a little spooky spider Lloyd. <laughs> spider Lloyd, dude. Oh, okay. Here's another little trivia fact, real quick. Although Wirt and Greg arrive in the unknown on Halloween and return to the real world only a few seconds later at the end of the series, it, re- it was originally planned for the boys to come back on Christmas Day. I think that would have been better, personally. I don't know. I think... Because then, then it... No, go ahead. Yeah. Finish. I, I think it would have, like, uh, had some real-world substance and then shown the actual impact of the unknown. I think that, I think you get some of that with the bell still being in the frog's stomach, but I like it as it is now because it adds to that that vagueness you were talking about like or, or that like eldritch nature of the unknown yeah or it's almost like narnia-esque in the sense that like no time has passed you've grown more as a person but i don't really want to compare it to that because fuck narnia all uh not yeah <laughs> Yeah, like fuck Narnia. I don't think it. I, I don't think it has yeah, enough substance. Honestly, it Narnia. doesn't have enough substance to be compared. Never mind. I take that back. Yeah. Nah. Fuck Narnia. Fuck Narnia. Talking about silver chair and shit. Fuck Narnia. Fuck Narnia. <laughs> I got way too close. What's his to name? What, what's a goat? What, what's Goat Boy's name? Tumnus. Tumnus? Fuck Tumnus. that guy. Fuck him. What kind of I saw dumb his nipples name is in the theater. Yeah. Fuck him. What a sick goat. What a sick, sick bastard. Fuck. Narnia. Hashtag fuck Narnia tweeted at me. Alright, uh um th- there's one more thing I want I specifically wanted to talk about. Let me All right. Let me get there. Um, in episode, um, in episode four I have a ooh. you've been gnomed meme for some reason. Oh yeah, I have the Highwayman mixtape <laughs> coming twenty nineteen as well. <laughs> the Highwayman's highway a fucking G. Dude, dude. we should he, he can we should sample yeah. that song with the Highwayman's part and make like a rap out of it. Highwayman trap. I've music. I've sampled a few of the tracks before. Um For real? Dude. There there's yeah, there's one song that you and I made that I actually sampled uh um, Which one was it? Time is on a string. Okay, like, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, cuz he's like time is on a string. Yeah, dude, we, we definitely... Oh, that's where that's before. from. Okay, it makes sense. Yeah, man. Well, we got, yeah, we man, got, we I'm got, a fucking diehard fan! fucking loser! <laughs> Alright, yeah. we gotta make the, the Highwayman mixtape. Coming 2019, actually coming 2019, <laughs> coming 2019 when 2019, we finally get around to doing that. Actually coming now. When, when, <laughs> when we finally release this podcast. <laughs> actually, yeah, that will be pretty accurate. Well, we'll have enough time between then, now and then that we might actually be able to, uh, to make it. It's like a really funny meme. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um... I remember. I just wanted to talk about the joke with the cops in episode nine, I think. When when they're all at the graveyard and then the cops come up and they're like, Hey, what are you kids doing? Just kidding. Dude, Happy I Halloween. fucking love that cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that would be me if I were a cop. I'd just fuck around. Fuck with the kids. <laughs> it it gave yeah. me um actually it 
even <coughs> even though robbers. it wasn't similar in You're under any way, it reminded me of the regular show pilot two in the AM PM when the cop comes in just to eat some chips and then just vacuums them all up. I don't know. It, it gave me that kind of vibe. Anyways. Uh, any- no, no, I get you. I get you. I just haven't seen that. Bervana, you're under arrest for wanting to fuck the Gerudo princess. Oh, no. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> 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 Bitch! Almost ending. Bitch! All right. Bitch, we're almost at 60 minutes. Looks like we're running out of time for this episode of Saturday Morning Monkeys. Uh, how do you want to wrap this up, guys? I recommend full-heartedly to go check out Over the Garden Wall. It's a great miniseries. It's perfect for the fall time and even up to Christmas. It, it fits in so well. Like like we said in the beginning, like a nice little pyre c- keeping you warm during the holidays. And uh, one thing I got to note is this cartoon is lovingly crafted. It's not meant for children or adults. If you are under the age of 18 and listening to this podcast, please give us your mommy's credit card. And basically, Over the Garden Wall is the Dark Souls of Adventure Time. I, I on the other hand, will give this show a, uh, one and a half hearts, which is a big recommendation considering you only got one of those things in your chest. And kind, kind, kind of one got left over after I had my Siamese twin. But we uh, about that. Yeah, uh, go watch the show. I recommend it. I just did. A, I did a Rick right there. Rick and Morty podcast episode coming soon. <laughs> Rick and Morty podcast number All right, sixty-nine. Can I, can, baby. Let's finish with a rock fact. Three, two, one. Rock fact. Three, two, one. Rock fact. Three, two, rock one. Fact. Rock fact. Rock fact. Rock fact. Rock fact. Number one. My penis is as hard as one. Yeah. Rock fact. Rock fact. All right, thank you, everybody, our lovely listeners, for checking out this episode of Saturday Morning Monkeys. If you want to connect with us, you can find all of our shows and the show notes at m457.com. That is M, the numbers 4, 5, and 7, spelled out S-E-V-E-N.com. Additionally, if you want to contact us on Twitter and just send us some random pics, send us whatever you want, just chat us up, you can find me, Mark, on Twitter at M L O R D I U S capital M. You can find the lovely ecstatic Cornando at Cornando, C-R-E-N-A-N-D-O. And you can find the big lovable bear, Grizzly Station, at Grizzly Station on Twitter. Thank you once again for listening. We really appreciate it. If you're on iTunes, give us that five stars. Give us that thumbs up. Give us a funny review. We uh, we might read it at the beginning of the next episode. We may be doing that in the future. So have a great one. And until next time. Uh, well, fucking see, I guess. I don't know. I didn't come up with something. Shit.